Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. Again, I thank you for listening. I thank you for being a part of this journey. To our first-time listeners, we applaud you. And thank you so much for being an awesome part of this journey with us. We look forward to you sharing. We look forward to you spending time with us. We look forward to you inviting others to be a part of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. So as always, I want to open up with something that will encourage us, speak life to us, and encourage our hearts as well. Usually I share a little bit about me, who I am, and how this journey with worshiping God has continued to shape and transform my life. But I want to read a poem by Father Richard Hendrick called Lockdown. And it reads as this, yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But after so many years of noise, we can hear the birds again. They say that after a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and gray and clear. People are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. People are offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today's churches, synagogues, masses, and temples are preparing to welcome the shelter, the homeless, the sick, and the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, to how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but it does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic, but it does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be disease of the soul. And yes, there is even death, but there is also a rebirth of love. So let's wake up to the choices that we make on how to live now. Let's breathe today. Let's listen behind the factory noise of our panic. Listen to the birds singing, looking at the sky being clear, anticipating the seasons changing, coming and going, so that we can continue to be encompassed by love that will open up the windows of our soul. And again, we will sing. fellow worshipers so for this episode of the worshipers heart podcast we will be discussing seeing the people of God the way God sees them this is so interesting because I don't think 
we ever take the time to think of the people that we encounter, the people that we interact with, the people that we lead, the people that we minister to as God's people. So if we don't view them as God's people, we definitely don't see them the way God sees them. So let's look at this. So I don't think we really take this concept on and attempt to make a change for ourselves. We often attempt to make the change towards others or to view others or to say what they should be doing and not see it for self. So seeing the people the way God sees them requires us to do a self-examination. We lead people, but we don't often speak to them. We don't engage them. We don't fellowship with them. We don't encourage them. And we don't build them up. 1 John 4.20 tells us, Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. How true is this? We don't often take this verse and apply it to seeing God's people the way that he sees them. But I think it's very true. And I think when we don't see them that way, that we hinder ourselves. We hinder ourselves in the blessings that God has for us. So I want to be an example for other people and for other leaders to follow. I know sometimes it's hard to see people as God sees them, but we have to get past the outer appearance of people. We have to get past how people have treated us. We have to get past all the rumors and the lies. We have to get past people's past and see them as God sees them. As leaders, we have to take this lead. We have to demonstrate and show others how to see people as God sees them. We have to be the example so that other people will follow. We can't be a part of the inner mix of the he said, she said. We can't be a part of the telephone gossip about what they did and what they didn't do. We can't be a part of the park, parking lot dialogue that happens about well they didn't listen or they didn't want to listen that same dialogue that's happening about them they're having about you as a leader so we have to be mindful that we want to view God's people the way he sees them and when we do this it changes how others see them When we take this on, we become the example for others to follow. Instead of being a part of the clique and taking on people offenses, we have to learn to be compassionate and affectionate towards people and extend the same mercy that God gives us to others. And when we do this, we are giving power, authority, and boldness for them to believe that people, God's people, and knowing that they are more than conquerors. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says, Know in all these things that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, 
neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I've learned to take this application and apply it to children, children in their innocence and in the lives of them that I teach. I say there is nothing that I ask of them that they aren't willing to achieve or overcome when I learn to speak into their lives. I often say there are no bad children, only children who need love and encouragement and attention in a positive aspect. And we have to desire encouragement and positive affirmation and acknowledgement for others just as we do for children and apply it to our adults. Whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, we have to do this in order to see a change. And we have to start with ourselves and recognizing that we can't be a part of every little piece of dialogue that happens. That we can't be a part of all the conversations that's happening. That we have to learn that we have to separate ourselves as leaders so that when people see us, they see us differently. And then when they see us, they also see the demonstration and the compassion of Christ living through us. So Genesis 1.27 tells us, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. It doesn't say certain people, classification of people, or people who make the most money. It says God created mankind. This applies to all man. Man, man, female, man, specific man, all man. Male and female, he created them. He didn't discriminate or separate whom we should love, whom we should lead, how we should see them, and how we should apply the love of God to them. It is the will of God that we love each other, our neighbors, as we love ourselves. Matthew 22, 36-39 tells us, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So imagine our neighbor. If we treated our neighbor as we treat some of the people that we think have done wrong against us. I think we've lost the sense of neighbor, the sense of neighborhood. I think this word community is a cliche that's just floating around in the world. If we really took the time to apply the neighbor, neighborhood, community aspect, imagine what kind of world we would live in. I often say, what if everyone in the world was like Carol? So if you're mean, if you're discontent, if you're evil spirit, if you're hard on people, if, you're, if you lack compassion, if you lack forgiveness, if you lack mercy, what if everyone had those same attributes? And everyone acted as you acted. And everyone talked as you talked. And everyone thought as you thought. And everyone took on all the offenses that you now carry. 
What kind of world would we live in? And are we learning to love our neighbor as ourselves? Seeing people as God sees them isn't as hard as we make it out or try to say that it is. Continually, God loves us, regardless of our mishaps and flaws. God never gives up on us. So I ask the question, why do we so easily discount others and not give the same mercy that God extends to us to others? When we think of how often we fall short or do wrong or become misguided, God extends mercy. So I believe that we should do the same for his people. We have to learn to not be judgmental or haste to judge due to the flaws of people. When we learn to see people as God sees them, we create a universe of love, the agape love that changes the heart of people and the world. And what a world it would be if we learn to love with the heart of God and not the heart of self. What a world it would be if we learn to see the people of God the way God sees them. What a world it would be if we learn to extend the mercy that God gives us. What a world it would be if we simply demonstrated the heart of God. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, All you need is a worshiper's heart. So I send you out with this benediction in gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit. Let us strive to serve Christ in our daily task and to live holy and joyful lives even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, come, Lord Jesus, come. And remember, joy comes in the morning. Blessings.